You're listening to the Live Free Now podcast, bringing you the news, views, tips, and tools you can use to live a free, prosperous, and healthy life. Find us online at livefreenow.show. And now your host, John Bush. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Live Free Now show. Bring me the news, views, tips, and tools you can use for the free, prosperous, and healthy life. And we are live today to talk to you about something really important, uh, something that I'm concerned about. Although in the end, I think it's going to be okay. But the World Health Organization is seeking commentary on whether or not to ban Kratom internationally. And it turns out the FDA is involved with this as well. The Food and Drug Administration was behind the effort in 2016 to ban Kratom, uh, to add it to the Controlled Substance Act. And, And it was the DEA pushing that, but we later learned it was the FDA behind that. After that, that failed. We'll talk about some of the history of that pushback and the activism in response But the FDA then went to the states and local governments and counties trying to ban Kratom. They failed there as well. So they were at the federal level and then they went to the state and local level. They were failing there additionally. And now they're working with the internationalists, the globalists, in order to try to ban Kratom at the international level. We're going to break all that down. We're going to be breaking down some action items, some calls to action. We'll share a little bit about what Kratom is why it benefits so many people. If you notice, I didn't mention Kratom in the title of this video because whenever I do, my videos get banned off of YouTube and I get a little channel strike. So we can't be having that. I'd I'd love to stay on YouTube, although you can find us also on Odyssey, which is a blockchain sensor resistant. So you got to ask yourself, what is it about this plant all it is is a plant, a plant medicine. What is it about this plant that has the federal government so up in arms, so concerned, right? Specifically the FDA. And we're all, we all know that there's this revolving door phenomenon where the heads and shareholders and people on the board of directors of large pharmaceutical companies, when they exit their position in these companies, they then inhabit a position in the regulatory bodies It's called protectionism. A lot of these regulatory agencies exist for the sole purpose, the main purpose of protecting industries from competition. In this case, Kratom, a natural plant remedy, is a competition for a whole wide variety of pharmaceuticals from opioid pain medicine like Vicodin and Percocet and fentanyl to anxiety medicine to Uh, ADHD medicine like Adderall. My girlfriend, I'll share her story later. She managed to quit Adderall using Kratom, quit drinking as well. So what is it about this plant that they don't like? Well, I'll tell you what it is. It's taking away money and resources from large pharmaceutical companies. And unfortunately, the federal government uh, is is part of the racket. So we're going to break that down. We're going to break down what you can do to push back. Uh, Before we do that, I want to invite you to subscribe to our podcast. Like I said, you may be watching us on YouTube right now, but uh, we may not be on YouTube forever. So you can go over to livefreenow.show. That's livefreenow.show. And you can follow us and subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, 
Apple, Google, Stitcher, back to Google again. Uh, also, if you go to the website, you can join our newsletter. I'd love to keep in touch with you via email. That's one thing that they're not going to be able to take away from us. Also, shout out to uh, one of the sponsors of the program, Live Free Academy, livefree.academy. Live this is a new venture that I launched recently, and the goal is to help people find more freedom in their lifetime. We're doing workshops, consultations, and what I'm really excited about is this membership program. We do regular private exclusive Zoom sessions with all sorts of experts in the Liberty community and the crypto community. I do a tips, tactics, and strategy session with you guys. There's discounts on all of our workshops. There's exclusive mastermind groups. You can go to livefreemembership.com, livefreemembership.com to learn more about that. And it's a growing community of folks, again, that are seeking freedom in their lives. So very much would love for you to be a part of that. And of course, one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about Kratom, I use Kratom myself, right? And I benefit from it immensely. I'm going to share all of that with you as well. But really what blew me away was how helpful Kratom is for so many people. Um, there's folks that have gotten their lives back. There's folks that were formerly dependent on opioids or even dependent on heroin. And through Kratom, they managed to take control of their circumstances. And I've heard those stories firsthand and I hear them all the time through my business, Brave Botanicals. And that's another thing I couldn't link the, to the website, mybravebotanicals.com must be blacklisted or greenlisted, I should say, on Facebook and YouTube and all that stuff. But we are giving away a free ounce of Kratom. If you head on over to freeounceofkratom.com, this was my pushback whenever they stopped, they banned me from marketing on Facebook. I lost my Facebook advertising account. I said, you know what? They're going to try to shut me down. I'm just going to give away the Kratom for free. So all you got to do is pay $5 for shipping and handling. We'll send you a free ounce of Green Mangda. So you can try it and figure out if it works for you in a wide variety of different areas. And let me break down what's happening and then I'll share a little bit more about what Kratom is all about. I hope you like our new studio we have going here. Uh, super excited about all that. Uh, <laughs> been hard at work. We got producer Brad. Soon we'll have the producer Brad cam uh, pointed over there, but producer Brad helped us set all this stuff up. So we're super excited. We got the screens. We got the whiteboard I'll be using here in a sec and super stoked about all that. So let's break down exactly what's going on with this situation. If you head over to protect Kratom, protectkratom.org, Let's pull that up here for you. ProtectKratom.org. This is part of the American Kratom Association. They are an industry association that helps protect Kratom. And they put out an alert recently that the World Health Organization, in conjunction with the FDA, was trying to ban Kratom. Now, initially, I thought, mm, this might be an exaggeration. They've exaggerated things in the past. Um, perhaps they're just doing some fundraising. Who knows? That was my initial instinct. And then I dug a little bit deeper and found the entry into the federal register seeking public comment from United States citizens. So here's what's going down. There is a International Controlled Substance Act, essentially. Let me break this down here for you. This is the federal register entry right here. And in the federal register entry, we can see there's an international drug scheduling it's part of the Convention on Psychotropic Substances, right? This essentially is the international, the United Nations, putting out edicts, 
they're not even law, right? This international stuff can't even rise to law. And so what they're doing is they put out these edicts and then the member nations of the United Nations, they all fall in line. We saw this through the World Health Organization putting out stuff about COVID. And unfortunately, national sovereignty is eroding in many different ways. This is just one of them. So you can see here on the Federal Register, the FDA is inviting interested persons to submit comments concerning the abuse potential actual abuse, medical usefulness, trafficking, and impact of scheduling changes on availability for medical use of seven drug substances. Mitragynine speciosa is one of those seven substances, and they want people to come over and give comments. If you go to protectkratom.org and click, it's actually protectkratom.org slash WHO comments, protectkratom.org slash WHO comments, you can find that linked in all of the descriptions actually you'll be able to submit your comments. So again, the World Health Organization went to the FDA, or I think it was actually probably the other way around, and they're seeking comments and they're going to meet, uh, looks like October 3rd, I read earlier, this, this entity is going to be meeting like October 11th through the 15th, and that is when they will make their decision. It's all part of Article 2 of the Psychotropic Convention. They have this silly little body which is ironic, the, the name of the body is the Expert Committee on Drug Dependence. And the irony in all that is that Kratom, a natural plant, is helping people to no longer be dependent on drugs, right? And so this Expert Committee on Drug Dependence is going to meet the 11th to the 15th this year. They're going to be meeting in Geneva, Switzerland, and they are going to be seeking input on whether or not they should ban Kratom. Now, let me break down what Kratom is for you and why this is important because really it helps so many people in so many different ways. It's, it's pretty wild actually how useful this stuff is. It's just a plant. It is, what is Kratom? Well, Kratom is, it's a member of the coffee family, right? Coffee mom. It's made from the powderized leaves of the Kratom evergreen tree. So here we have a nice little leaf, right? It's been used for hundreds of years, if not centuries in Southeast Asia as a folk remedy for multiple different purposes. For farmers that are laboring away in the fields, they would use it to give them an extra little boost. They would use it when they would get off of their long extended day. In America, people like to sit around and drink beer, right? Watching sports. They would sit around the fire and make some Kratom tea and kind of take the edge off. Interestingly enough, it was also used to help people kick an opium addiction in Southeast Asia, which was a big problem in Southeast Asia. Just the same, it's being used in the West to help people overcome opioid dependency, which is pretty wild. It helps them in a variety of different areas. All right, so let's break some of those down. It helps folks with stress. Helps folks with anxiety. And the reason why it helps with stress and anxiety is because the active alkaloids in Kratom, primarily mitragrinine speciosa and 7-hydroxymitragrinine, they help, they actually stimulate the, the dopamine and the serotonin receptors. 
And that helps to create a sense of calm, a sense of ease, right? And it does so in a way that has little to no side effects. We'll talk about some of the potential side effects and the potential for dependency on Kratom, which is definitely a concern. And it's not something that we like to overlook. We take that very seriously. We make sure folks that uh, are taking Kratom or using Brave Botanicals Kratom are well aware of techniques and tactics so they can minimize dependency and not have a tolerance, which is what leads to the dependency. So stress and anxiety, a lot of folks that feel awkward or uncomfortable when they're in social settings, they feel anxious. It, it acts as a social lubricant, right? So that's pretty cool. It also helps with pain. This is why most people take Kratom. Let me switch to this black color here. Most people take Kratom because they suffer from chronic pain. Perhaps they were in an accident, they have back aches, knee problems, and they formerly were taking opioids, felt woozy, felt off, felt dependent or addicted on the opioids. They switched to Kratom. They have the same relief without all of the harmful side effects. Now, in addition to stimulating the dopamine and serotonin receptors, Kratom also stimulates the opioid receptors. But check this out. One of the reasons why Kratom is so superior to prescription pain medicine, Vicodin, Percocet, fentanyl, this is a, a great way to explain it that I learned from uh, Christopher McCurdy of the Florida Department of Pharmacology, University of Florida. And he explained it like this. When you have these prescription pain medicines, imagine the opioid receptors being a piano. And when you have the opioids and the fentanyl and the Vicodin, they're banging on the keys, creating a loud, really sharp frequency in the noise, right? Well, Kratom also plays the piano, the opioid receptors, but it does it in a very subtle, gentle way, which means it's a lot easier to avoid dependency with Kratom. So a lot of people, studies have shown and surveys have shown that most people use Kratom to help with chronic pain. But there's other uses besides pain, stress, and anxiety. It also helps with focus, energy, and motivation. Now, if only Kratom helped with handwriting, we'd be in business. <laughs> so, yeah, it actually looks pretty terrible, but that's all right. So that's actually what I use it for. I, I use it for stress and anxiety as well when things are feeling overwhelmed. I, it's really helped me in my peaceful parenting to remain in control and to not snap at my kiddos when things are all going crazy. Um, but I use it as an entrepreneur, usually around 12 or one o'clock, my brain starts to get a little fuzzy. And so I'll drink some Kratom. I have some right now. This is the same drink that I made like at 12 o'clock today. Oh, that's good. And it helps me to kind of sharpen my focus to kind of give me a little pep in my step. So it's super useful for that. Some people use it um, as a pre-workout or as a post-workout, gives them a little boost, also helps with muscle aches, right? It's, it's, it's really freaking useful. Now let's think of some other uses. A lot of people use Kratom to help overcome addiction. Now let's talk about that for a second because that's a really big, a big word, a big loaded word. So there's a, an amazing doctor named Gabor Mate. Maybe you've heard of him. If you haven't, he does amazing work. He's a medical doctor. And he helps a lot of homeless folks as part of his philanthropy, but he really focuses on trauma and addiction. And it's his belief that 
addiction stems from trauma, specifically people trying to numb pain that they never really dealt with. Well, Dr. Gabor Mate really blew me away with this distinction between an addiction and a dependency. Okay. And so he defines an addiction. There's two qualifying factors. It's something that you can't stop doing and you can't stop doing it, even though you're no, you know that it's harmful to yourself or others, right? So you have a physical dependency, you can't stop, and you know that it's harmful, but you keep doing it anyways. So an example would be somebody that struggles with alcoholism. They're waking up in the morning, they're drinking, it's destroying their liver, perhaps they've gotten in accidents, DWIs, they treat their family poorly, right? Contrast that with a dependency, right? And my kids always <laughs> give me a hard time about my intake of caffeine. So every day I'll drink a clean energy drink. And I much prefer a clean energy drink to coffee or any other type of little boost. It has like 170 milligrams of caffeine. But I would say that I am dependent on caffeine. I'd need to have it every single day, right? I could probably go without it, but I'd be a little fuzz brain and like not on my game. I got a lot of stuff going on. Perhaps you're aware, but nonetheless, there's no negative side effects or no, there's no harm that comes to me from drinking this clean energy drink. In fact, 50% of the profits go to help uh, fight addiction, which is pretty cool. So you have a dependency, people can be dependent on something, and then you have an addiction. They're dependent, but it's also harmful and they continue to use it, right? Now, a lot of people find themselves addicted to pharmaceuticals, addicted to alcohol, addicted to opioids, prescription pain medicine, addicted to opiates like heroin. And they try to quit, but it keeps pulling them back because when you try to quit some of those things, you have withdrawal symptoms, right? Well, a lot of people have found that Kratom helps to minimize those withdrawal symptoms. It helps to alleviate those withdrawal symptoms so you can transition from addiction to sobriety. A uh, great story, when I started selling Kratom back in 2016, I was selling it out of this underground bookstore. We sold health products, it was called Brave New Books, and we were shipping it all over the country. And I got a phone call from an older woman, she was a grandma, and she thanked me for our products. And she said, I was dependent or addicted to Percocet for quite some time. And there's four grandchildren that I watch over. Wasn't able to play with my grandkids because I would find myself going up and down in the, in the bedroom because I was just so messed up on these Percocet pills. She tried to quit on multiple occasions, but the withdrawal symptoms would bring her back. She would take the pills again. And when she discovered Kratom, she tried it. And literally within two days, she was completely Percocet free and had little to no withdrawal symptoms at all. And I heard that story and I was like, whoa, this is, this is really big, impactful stuff, right? And that's why it's a shame that the government's been trying to take it away for quite some time. It's really frustrating. Um, so Kratom helps a lot of folks overcome addiction. Now, let me share a story about my lovely girlfriend. She, whenever I met her, was taking Adderall regularly. Adderall is essentially prescription methamphetamines. In fact, the chemical structure of Adderall is very, very strikingly similar to the chemical structure of street meth. It's just legal, right? It has different drug pushers instead of the drug pushers on the street. It's your doctor. And so she was diagnosed with ADHD, 
which now we see it not as some sort of disorder. It just means that your brain works differently than other people. And the thing to do, rather than try to force yourself into a box, the box that society wants you to be in. So you go to, you go to work, you go to nine to five, you go to college, you got to work on these papers, this, that, and the other. Some people's personalities or their brain isn't really cut out for that, right? Now she's a, an amazing salesperson. She's thriving and she talks to people and she does tours and all sorts of stuff, right? But when I met her, she was taking Adderall and it was kind of dampening her personality. On top of that, she was so wired up every night that she would drink to try to pump the brakes is what she would call it. So we started dating and I was like, man, you should try Kratom instead of this Adderall. And we discovered what I like to call a habit hack. This is something I learned from, um, what's this book called? The Power of Habit. Forget the author, amazing book, The Power of Habit. And there's these different components to a habit. First, there's the cue, then there's the response, then there's the benefit, something like that. Let's look it up actually. Uh, the, the Power of Habit, Parts of a Habit. This is really good stuff and it's, extremely useful in, in self-improvement and, and benefiting yourself and changing things in, in your life. So let's check this out here. This is old, old Wikipedia. The Power of Habit is a book by Charles Duhigg. And so there's a habit loop. It consists of three elements, a cue, a routine, and a reward. Cue, routine, and reward. Let's go back to the board here because this is something that I helped her to do and I think it's something that people can do in their lives big time. So you have a cue. All right, we have a cue. We have a routine. And a reward. So the cue is something that is like a stimulus, it's something that happens and it cues you, right? And then you have the routine, which is the habit itself. Then you have the reward. You feel good. You feel well from this habit. Okay. So in the example of my lovely lady, her cue we discovered was opening up her email inbox and seeing a whole mess of emails feeling really overwhelmed, right? Her routine was to reach into her desk drawer and to take an Adderall pill. And the reward was that rush, the energy, and not feeling overwhelmed anymore. So I helped her and I was like, hey, why don't we just hack this habit, this habit stack? Let's hack the habit stack, okay? So we changed, the, the cue was the emails, that stayed the same. The reward was relief, right? But instead of the routine being Adderall, we said, hey, let's replace the Adderall with, with Kratom. So instead of having the pill in her drawer, we put a bag of Kratom. So she had the same cue, emails, oh my God, I feel so overwhelmed. I can't possibly do this. What am I going to do? I got so much work to do. With the routine, instead of pulling the drawer open and eating a pill, she pulled the drawer open, grabbed the Kratom, made a Kratom drink, and she had the same reward, which was relief, right? We can change this up. Let's say, let's use the example of a husband or father coming home from work and he's real stressed out and 
his significant other, and the roles could be reversed, of course, but the significant other's like, I thought you were going to go by the store. You were supposed to go pick up this, that, or the other, right? So that's the cue, getting into an argument with your spouse, right? So... Argument is the cue. The routine a lot of people do is they go to the fridge and grab a beer. And the reward is sense of relief. All right, so the same habit stack, all you got to do is replace that which doesn't serve you the beer. You could go mix a Kratom drink, or better yet, you could take a walk around the block. You could do five minutes of controlled breathing. You could take it easy. You could read a book, right? You could go hang out in the garden, take your shoes off. You could do some grounding. The idea is you replace the routine with something that is beneficial. So long story short, my lovely lady managed to not only quit Adderall, but she quit drinking as well. And she hasn't drank in like a year and a half. So that is one way that the Kratom can definitely help overcome addiction. So it helps with all sorts of different things. But unfortunately, the government wants to take it away from people, which I think is not cool, man. So let us let's break down exactly what's happening here. And let's talk a little bit more about what we can do about it. I want to share what's going on in this federal register. Now, the FDA, they're like, no, the uh, the World Health Organization, they are just trying to push this through. We have nothing to do with it. But we all know what the FDA thinks about Kratom. They, along with the CDC, have put out a whole mess of misinformation. And a lot of it's been debunked. For example, the CDC, let me just show you this stuff on, on the website here. The CDC came out with this report about they said that there were 91 kratom related deaths 91 kratom related uh deaths looks like somebody here on youtube thanks for for uh, commenting them brad i'd share the direct link with you of how you could purchase it but then we would get banned on youtube but you can go to freeounceofkratom.com freeounceofkratom.com and i'll send you a five dollar free ounce it's green mangda. It's our most popular, most versatile. It also happens to be the strongest type. And you can try it for free. Absolutely for free. Again, that's freeounceofkratom.com. So the FDA put out this report that there were 91 kratom-related deaths, right? But when you dig a little bit deeper, you come to find out that in almost every single one of those instances, there were other substances involved, like fentanyl, like cocaine, like alcohol. In one of those instances, somebody was shot. Somebody fell out of a window in another instance or fell off a roof. So there's so much misinformation. We just can't trust the CDC and the FDA. But what's taking place right now, if you go to this federal register here, let me pull that up here. Again, the website is protectkratom.org. That's protectkratom.org. And you can see that the American Kratom Association has a little bit of a little write-up here. Here's where you can submit those comments. We're going to talk about activism here in a second, stuff you can do in order to push back. But let's check out that federal register because it's just oozing with information about what exactly is going on. Again, if you're just joining us, we are talking about the World Health Organization's efforts 
to potentially ban Kratom in conjunction with the FDA, the Convention on Psychotropic Substances. Sometime in the late 60s, I believe, the United States joined the United Nations with this. They are seeking input and comment on six or seven different substances. Many of them are synthetic chemicals, synthetic opioids. They're not natural plants. Kratom is one. Mitragrinine, 7-hydroxymitragrinine. Phenobut is natural as well. I'm not super familiar with Phenobut, but I do know that it's natural. I think it's natural. Kratom's most definitely natural. This is what it looks like right here. This is a four-ounce bag of green mangda. It's just a powder. It's just a powderized leaf of a tree. That's it. You take the tree, pull the leaves off, lay them out to dry in Indonesia. That's where we import our Kratom from. And then you put them in a powderizer, and then it's imported. There's no chemicals. There's no pesticides. There's no adulteration. It's, it's just a plant, man. <laughs> but for some reason, the government is all up in arms. We described what that reason was earlier. So the World Health Organization is seeking input from the various nation states that are part of this convention. The United States is a party to the 1971 Convention on Psychotropic Substances. Article 2 of the Psychotropic Convention provides that if a party to the world to the convention or the World Health Organization has information about a substance, which in its opinion may require international control or change in such control, it shall notify the Secretary General of the UN and provide the UN Secretary General with information in support of its opinion. So that's exactly what's taking place. Here's the World Health Organization notification. Now we can tell that the FDA has a bias because down here, the FDA lists out some of its thoughts on mitragrinine. So check this little part out here. Mitragrinine and 7-hydroxymitragrinine are the main active constituents of the plant Mitragrinine speciosa, commonly known as kratom, an indigenous plant of Southeast Asia. Kratom is abused for its ability to produce opioid-like effects. Kratom is available in several different forms, including dried, crushed leaves, powder, capsule, ta tablets, liquids, and gum resin. Kratom is an increasingly popular drug of abuse and readily available on the recreational drug market in the United States. It's not available on any drug market. It's sold in health stores and in head shops. And one of the reasons why it's sold in head shops is because the credit card processing companies, as I know from many years of experience, are not very fond of Kratom and they don't let people process credit cards. So the head shops are already in that boat it's all part of this Department of Justice program called Operation Choke Point, where the federal government pressures banks, which in turn pressure credit card companies to make it difficult to do business with industries that they deem undesirable. This originally came out under the Obama administration, and they said that they were working to stop uh, money laundering through payday lenders. That's where it all started. But of course, mission creep came in, and now they pressure payment processors to not do business with firearms dealers, with head shops, CBD, Delta 8, adult toy stores. These are some of my favorite industries here, and the government's making it hard to do business with these industries. We also sell Kratom and Delta 8, and it is extremely difficult to uh, get payment processing. If you do go to freeounceofkratom.com or mybravebotanicals.com to do business with us, we accept e-checks. That's our little workaround, an e-check, electronic check. We use a company that has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. You simply enter your checking account and routing number, an electronic check transfer goes from your bank account to mine. 
We also accept cryptocurrency, which there's no shutting that down. There ain't nothing the federal government or the Department of Justice can do to stop you from sending me a cryptocurrency payment, which is a very beautiful thing. So uh, yeah, but it's difficult to get payment processing and um, there's alternatives to that. And unfortunately that's just the way things are. Uh, but the federal government is putting pressure in all sorts of different ways. And let's continue to read here because it's so evident that they are completely biased against Kratom. It's not some benign federal agency that's objectively seeking information. Evidence suggests that Kratom is abused individually and with other psychoactive substances. Kratom does not have an approved medical use in the United States and has not been studied as a treatment agent in the United States. There have been studies. There haven't been FDA approved clinical trials, right? This is what I was talking about earlier with this protection racket. So in order for something to get approved as a drug, you have to go through these multi-million dollar trials that are way out of reach for most people and most entrepreneurs. It's, it's like a good old boy network and only those big players can move forward through the process. There's been attempts, but it was overtly costly, right? There have been many different studies that demonstrate the usefulness, the medicinal benefit. There's been anecdotal studies. There's been other types of scientific studies. There's been, uh, what do you call them? Epidemiological reviews that review all sorts of other different studies. And at the end of the day, many of these studies done by respected journals, done by respected universities and professors and scientists have found that Kratom has a low potential for abuse, low potential for abuse. Time and time again, it shows that. Time and time again, it also shows that people often use it in order to get off of harder drugs, right? But here we have the FDA demonstrating their bias. Kratom has a history of being used as an opium substitute in Southeast Asia. That's a great thing. It should be substituted with straight opium, which is an opiate. In the United States, Kratom is misused to self-treat chronic pain and opioid withdrawal symptoms. That alone, what do you mean misused? Who says that it's misused? If people are experiencing chronic pain and they give themselves Kratom, where's the misuse? I mean, come on now. Consumption of Kratom can lead to a number of health impacts, including among others, respiratory depression, vomiting, nervousness, weight loss, and constipation. Now on the surface, those things don't even seem to be that bad. Respiratory depression, however, is bad. But the irony here is that this opioid epidemic that we have in the United States of America, the one thing that actually kills most people when they overdose on opioids is respiratory depression, which means their lungs essentially stop working. They can't breathe anymore. The beauty of Kratom is that it helps people to no longer be dependent or addicted to these substances. And that's the good thing about Kratom too. It gives people the relief that many of these opioids give, but it doesn't cause the respiratory depression that these clowns are talking about here as well. So, it's just a bunch of bogus fraud and it's rather unfortunate. Now, let me, before I go any further, we're going to get into uh, some activism and some things that you can do to push back. Um, let me share some of the side effects of Kratom that you should be concerned with. Now, if you take a lot of Kratom, like a heavy amount, then you can experience constipation. If you take a whole lot of Kratom and you take it repeatedly for months on end, you could experience some wear on your liver, right? I read the FDA, they're like, Kratom causes liver damage and has resulted in liver failure. And so I went to go look that up, like what, what's the source for this, right? A lot of people just take what the FDA says at, at surface value, 
especially when it comes to all this COVID nonsense as well. But when you go dig a little bit deeper, you find that that's not always the truth, right? And so I looked up this stuff on liver damage, liver failure. I didn't find anything on liver failure. I did find stuff on liver damage. And this was when people were using Kratom in excess. So most people use Kratom responsibly, have no issues whatsoever. There are some people that take Kratom heavily. They're taking a whole lot of Kratom every single day. And one of the biggest concerns, the most realistic concern that you could experience with Kratom is if you take so much of it that you become physically dependent. And when you stop taking it, you experience mild, moderate, or even perhaps severe withdrawal symptoms, flu-like symptoms, body aches, shakes, feeling chills, right? Now, a lot of people take coffee every day. And if they don't have caffeine, they experience migraines or severe withdrawals as well. But it's something to be cautious of. That's why we encourage folks to be conscious of if they're developing a tolerance to Kratom, meaning if you take a moderate amount or a low amount, like a level teaspoon, start taking that every day. Now you've been taking that every day for a month or two. And you're like, it doesn't have the same effect that it used to have. Maybe I'll take two teaspoons, right? And do that for a few months. Now you're taking three teaspoons, four, five, six, right? And before you know it, you're taking so much that if you were to stop taking it, you would feel pretty crappy. So there's multiple ways to overcome that. One of them is to take breaks. That's the best thing that you can do. First of all, use it responsibly. It's kind of like a less is more kind of thing. When you start to take so much, you kind of feel a little off. Believe me, I've experienced it. So there's like this little fine sweet spot that you can find, but you can take breaks. So if Kratom becomes an everyday thing for you, rather than taking it every day for months on end or a year on end, you take a little bit of a break, maybe three to five days every couple months. This helps to give your body a little reset, right? So that active alkaloids aren't um, losing their effect, right? Another thing you can do is maybe instead of using Kratom all the time, you mix in some CBD, right? Or some exercise or some yoga or some stretches if you're experiencing pain. Another thing, people can switch between the different types. So maybe they take the green Mangda this week and they switch over to the white Mangda. But again, it's something to use responsibly. But I will say this, even if someone were to become dependent on Kratom, and more often than not, folks that do become dependent on Kratom were formerly dependent on something else like alcohol. Adderall, heroin, or opioids, right? So if you were to now become dependent on Kratom, but you quit all of that, for me, that's an example of harm reduction. That's lowering the instance of harm because I'm not going to say it's absolutely impossible to die from Kratom because people could die from drinking too much water, but it's really, 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 really difficult to take so much Kratom that you would, you would die. And in fact, I'm not even sure if there's circumstances of that happening. Contrast that with drinking too much alcohol or taking too much heroin or opioids. And it seems to be pretty easy to have that respiratory depression the FDA was so concerned with. So I just want to throw that out there. Every time I do a video on Kratom, I always want to be responsible in communicating some of the things to be cautious of and giving you the tips and tools necessary in order to avoid that kind of strife. Okay. So let's talk about what people can do in order to push back on this because being in the Kratom industry, and you know, I benefit from Kratom a lot immensely, but the benefit that I receive is nothing compared to folks getting their life back, folks being able to play with their grandkids, folks kicking a heroin dependency, my lovely girlfriend quitting Adderall, quitting drinking 100%, right? And I recognize that, which is one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about Kratom and why I want to get active to stop it. 
in 2016, when the DEA announced that they were considering adding Kratom to Schedule One, the Controlled Substance Act, along with heroin and LSD and cannabis of all things, right? Um, I'm with Ron Paul. I don't think any of that stuff should be illegal. And I always remember this, I mean, especially cannabis, it's, we have an endocannabinoid system in our body. It's totally synergistic and beneficial. LSD helps people break on through to the other side, man. Um, and then even heroin, like Ron Paul said in this one debate, they're trying to get him in 2012 and they're like, don't you think, isn't it true, Mr. Paul, that you believe Kratom should be legalized? I'm sorry, heroin should be legalized. Aren't you concerned with what would happen if that were to, to be the case? And he's like, would you start taking heroin if, if heroin was legal all of a sudden? It you know, the, it wouldn't be a bunch of people taking heroin in the streets, right? If anything, it would be more accessible. It would be safer. There could perhaps be clinics, right? It would be, I don't know, I digress. But uh, nonetheless, it's really important that we push back on these things. And there's no reason why they should be made illegal. The FDA pushed the DEA to add it to the Controlled Substance Act. And when that happened, I witnessed a sleeping giant awaken, right? I've been an activist since 2002. I got burnt out on political activism. I'm a post-political activist, agorist, building alternative institutions so we can eventually replace the state and not have to worry about all this bogus BS where we got to fight against plants being banned, right? But what I witnessed in 2016 was a massive uprising of people that benefit from Kratom, calling their congressmen, calling their senators, getting out in the streets, hosting protests, putting out press releases, writing letter, letters to the editor in their local paper. And come to find out, there was like 10 or 12 US senators signed on to what was called the POTOC letter, I believe. 10 to 12 US senators, that's a big deal. That's like over 10% of the entire US Senate, which is usually dealing with treaties and all this big picture stuff, right? Now the US Senate is more applicable because this is an international thing that's taking place with the United Nations. And there was like 55 or 60 US congressmen that signed this letter, the DEA saying back off. And it's because a bunch of common people, normal, regular people reached out to the representatives. And I tell you what, there's one thing that I learned in my political activism is that representatives, and Congress critters, they really pay attention when a veteran, a veteran comes to speak to them. And wouldn't you know it, there's veterans that were injured in combat. There's veterans that are suffering from PTSD that have benefited immensely from Kratom. And so when these folks are calling the congressman and they're just, they don't even know what the heck Kratom is really at the end of the day, they're just like, what the heck is Kratom? We got this stuff on our desk. I don't know. I don't even care really. But then they hear a veteran like, hey man, Kratom has helped me to deal with the stress and the anxiety that I experience in day-to-day -day life because of what happened in combat. And they're like, whoa, I'm going to listen to this guy, right? Well, that took place and, and the DEA backed off, right? And like I said earlier at the, at the beginning of this broadcast, the FDA didn't give up there. First of all, we didn't know that the FDA was behind the DEA push to ban Kratom originally, but it was later revealed that they were the ones pushing for it. Well, they didn't just give up and say, oh, well, you know, I guess we, we kind of failed there. No, they did an end run around the federal government and started going after the local and state governments and started pushing back there. And they went to county health departments and tried to get bans on Kratom. But the cool thing was this organization, the American Kratom Association, I've been at odds with them in the past. Um, one of the reasons is because they try to control activism and they're like, wait for your marching orders before you contact your representatives. And if you're going to contact your representatives, you need to do it this exact way. And as an activist, right, I just, 
if people are pissed off and they want to show up with freaking pitchforks or whatever, I call for violence here, but if people want to get angry and mad and get loud in the halls of Congress or whatever, then they have every right to do that. And oftentimes Congress people will be like, whoa, they'll be kind of shooken out of their slumber, right? That was one of the reasons. And then sometimes they like, they like to exaggerate things for fundraising pushes, which is what I thought was happening here, but turns out that's not the case. But nonetheless, the American Creative Association does great work. And in every single one of those instances where the FDA was going to the local and state governments to try to ban Kratom, the American Kratom Association was there to try to counter that and say, how about instead of banning Kratom, we regulate Kratom? Now, I'm a free market guy. I think to regulate means to make regular. I think industries can regulate themselves and responsible consumers can regulate industries as well. That's really where all the power is at, voting with your dollar. But the Kratom, American Kratom Association wants to push this Kratom Consumer Protection Act, which I think is a great strategy if a jurisdiction is about to ban Kratom. It's like, okay, surely it's better rather than for it to be illegal to be regulated, right? But then in the state of Texas, they tried to introduce that. They had a representative introduce that in the state of Texas. I'm mean, here in Texas, there's no effort to ban Kratom. The legislators have no idea what it is. And there's not people dying in the streets from taking adulterated Kratom. So just throwing that out there, one of the beefs I had with the American Kratom Association. But that being said, they are extremely effective at what they do. They raise money, they hire lobbyists, they hire experts, they put on press conferences, they meet one-on-one -on -one with these Congress critters and, and local elected officials, and they do really good work. So here is what they're encouraging people to do in this instance. They are encouraging folks to go over to protectkratom.org slash WHO comments, protectkratom.org slash WHO comments. Let me drop that here in the comments. If you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, you'll be able to see this protectkratom.org slash WHO comments, and you'll be able to learn exactly what's going on here. They have a nice little write-up. And here, if you use their form, this will go to the FDA. Using the form below will ensure both the World Health Organization and the UN Expert Committee, which is so silly, as well as the FDA, hear your voice. So I encourage you to fill this out. I'm going to fill this out myself. Share your story about Kratom. Now, the American Kratom Association will tell you to be all nice and sweet. If you are pissed off about this happening, if you are just fed up with having to defend Kratom every couple years from these ass clowns that are obviously in the pocket of the pharmaceutical companies, then by all means, let them have it, right? Um, share your feelings. And most importantly, share how Kratom has benefited you or how Kratom has benefited someone that you know. Or if you don't even use Kratom, and you are just a health freedom advocate, right? And you think people should have access to put anything they want in their body, then I encourage you to go make that be heard as well. The American Kratom Association is also encouraging you to call your United States senators. I won't be calling Senator John Cornyn or Senator Ted Cruz, but if that's your jam, by all means, this is a international compact treaty essentially, which is a so stupid. And the United Nations, like, I'm not going to get into a whole conspiratorial thing, but the United Nations and these international bodies are largely responsible for much of the treachery and deception and the holding back of human flourishing. It's all taking place. There's most definitely an effort to create more of a totalitarian global government with centralized control. We see it taking place within the Euro European Union. European Union is trying to ban private cryptocurrency wallets, right? The further centralized, the further you centralize power, the less freedom you have. 
which is why it's important to maintain a federal federalist form of government, right? And to decentralize ultimately all the way down to the individual. But I digress. So you could call US, your US senators, you could write emails to your US senators, you could write letters to your US senators. If they have a field office in your area, you could show up at your US senator's office and you can let them know that the United States government should indicate to the United Nations that Kratom needs to be left the hell alone. Look up Fenibut and throw that in while you're at it. I don't know what those other things are. They're most definitely chemicals. And another thing that they're encouraging you to do is to encourage 25 different people. So this is my effort to get hopefully over 25 people. I just sent an email out to the lovely Bray Botanicals uh, newsletter list, and I'm talking to you here on the Live Free Now show. So I would appreciate it if you supported all these people, myself included, my girlfriend, especially that benefit from Kratom, and you went out and did this little bit of activism. Now, this is activism engaging the system. Here's activism that we could do not engaging the system. For, for one, you could stock up on Kratom and buy a lot of it and buy it in bulk. In fact, I just released a coupon code to my clients. The coupon code is hell no WHO, hell no WHO. So if it's your first time to purchase with us, you can get 20% off. And so I'm a prepper. I prep. I hope for the best and prepare for the worst. Uh, I've had this mindset since 2006. Back then we thought crap was going to hit the fan. Uh, we were just a year off because crap kind of hit the fan in 2007, 2008 with the housing crisis, but it wasn't this total collapse that we all thought it was going to be. But nonetheless, uh, I've been conscious about being prepared, right? And more recently, we already had to tap into our food reserves when grocery stores shelves were empty and when there were lines out the street. I didn't want to go be a part of that, right? And then here in Austin, we had this snowpocalypse or snowvid, as my daughter calls it, when the whole state got shut down and the electricity failed and the water got shut off here in Austin. And it's crazy. So you ought to be prepared, but don't just be prepared with food or ammunition be prepared with medical supplies as well. And for many people, they take Kratom daily. They take Kratom regularly and it enhances their quality of life. And were it not for the Kratom, they would be in pain. They would be anxious about going back to drugs. They would need to go back onto pain pills or whatever in order to maintain a quality of life. So that's something that you ought to prepare for. So my gut is telling me that this international ban isn't gonna happen. I should have talked about this earlier. What, what does that even look like, an international ban? Because these bodies don't even have authority to ban things in the member nations of the United Nations. But what they do, like with COVID, they put out these edicts, right, through these conventions and the World Health Organization. And these member nations just go along with whatever this international body says. So in reality, the United States has national sovereignty, air quotes for the podcast audience, but it's not really national sovereignty because they go along with what these international bodies say. Now, contrast that with the European Union, these European councils and all this stuff. That is another usurpation of the national sovereignty of each of these individual nation states. So if this were to pass, if the World Health Organization was to go along with the United Nations and add Kratom to this convention on whatever the hell, psychotropic, whatever bullet bullshit, what would happen is it would increase the likelihood that the United States Congress would go along adding Kratom to the Controlled Substance Act like the DEA tried to do through emergency scheduling earlier. Additionally, what it would do is make it easier for international enforcement 
as long along with the Customs and Border Patrol to do import seizures. Now, the FDA for years now has been putting out import alerts, encouraging Customs and Border Patrol, the Department of Homeland Security now, to seize Kratom, right? Now, thankfully, I partnered with a local supplier here. This is an awesome supplier, some friends of mine. We get CBD and stuff from them, and we do business with them. And they were they were trying to court me to, to sell their Kratom. And they're like, hey, we got the best Kratom. You got to buy in bulk from us. And I was like, no, I'm happy with my guy over in Indonesia. Highest quality stuff you'll find really repetitive customers, clients, because they absolutely love it. And then one day I go into their shop to do some business with them and I discover that the boxes that I would receive look exactly like the boxes they receive. So they actually import it by the shipload, not entire ship, but the shipping container on a ship. Really cool. They haven't had any problems, any seizures. They got little workarounds now. That's the beauty of the spirit of freedom because the government's like, you can't import Kratom into this country but Kratom is just pouring into the country. People are still using it. It's a very beautiful thing. Freedom is very much alive and well. Um, but if this were to pass, they would increase enforcement. They would get even craftier. They would direct more budget, more resources to stopping the international trade of Kratom. So this is not good, right? But something you can do to push back that has nothing to do with the politics or nothing to do with your senators or nothing to do with the World Health Organization is stock up as much as you can right now. One strategy that my lovely lady and I have is when we go to the grocery store, we just add an extra 10 or 20% on the non-perishable items that we normally eat. So it doesn't have to be like we're dumping $700, although <laughs> my girlfriend got freaked out because there was an uprising and civil unrest in South Africa and this Cuban revolution stuff. And she's like, we need to go prep. So she ordered like $750 worth of groceries at HEB and, uh, at first I was like, what are you doing? But then I was like, ah, we've already had to go into our food reserve. So, but one strategy, if you can't just plop 750 bucks down and buy a bunch of Kratom, uh, you can buy a little bit extra every single time that you order it, right? So it doesn't take as much of a hurt on your budget, but you're setting up a stash because get this, if Kratom does become illegal. doesn't mean you had to stop consuming it. It just means that it's going to be a lot more difficult for you to obtain, Right now, if I didn't have children, I would consider selling it on the black market because I believe in it so much. It's such a ridiculous misstep of authority. Right. But you can bet your bottom dollar. There's still going to be people selling Kratom. It's just going to be more expensive. It's not going to be as regular, not regulated, not as regular, but you can stock up. I have one client that is consistently buying half a dozen to a dozen half kilos, so like six to 10 kilos for me. And they're putting them in big tubs and sealable things and they're doing food storage with them, they're doing prep preparedness with them. So I encourage you to do that. If you buy four ounces every once in a while, instead buy an extra four ounce bag. You can use that coupon code. That's the whole purpose of the coupon code. I hope that folks will use that for bulk, right? It's no, hell no WHO, hell no WHO, you get 20% off. Hell no, WHO, consider stocking up, consider buying some half kilos. We use three half kilo combo, so you get 25% off if you buy three half kilos, that's a kilo and a half. So if you want, you can get 25% off and 20% off, that's 45% off. Don't bang on that too much now, but you do have that option, and that's a nice little stash that you can set aside. Here's another thing that you can do. If you know someone that struggles with alcohol dependency, that's taking prescription pain medicine, they feel funny from it, that's stressed out all the time, that's always anxious, that doesn't feel like they can go out and socialize with you because they're just kind of awkward, socially awkward, encourage them to try Kratom. The more that Kratom becomes mainstream and normalized, the more difficult it is for the government to crack down on it. 
if grandma, mom and pops, your brother-in-law, everyone's taking Kratom, then all of a sudden there's going to be a much bigger pushback. So don't let it be some obscure thing that people don't really know what it is. It's starting to kind of puncture in to mainstream uh, society. Let's actually check uh, Google search terms, see what the deal is with how many people are aware of, of Kratom. Google Trends is what we're going to do here. All right, so let's put in Kratom. Now, the interesting thing, there's this great little, this great thing that takes place where the government tries to do something and it ends up backfiring. So you can see when the government tried to ban Kratom in 2016, that's when I really started selling it and taking it myself. It was like, oh, the, the government, the DEA wants to ban Kratom and add it to Schedule 1? That's cool. What, what What's this all about, right? So let's take a look at this little five-year thing. So as you can see, back in 2016, when the DEA tried to ban Kratom, look how high the search of Kratom shot up. Whoop. That is what I call backfire, and they weren't even able to ban it. This is when the FDA and the CDC started putting out these reports and really pushing the propaganda. But you can see there's a little steady increase here. But nonetheless, a lot of people don't even really know what the heck Kratom, uh, Kratom is. Earth Kratom, CBD Kratom, Gaia Kratom, these are all companies. Okay, so to help us in our efforts to maintain access to Kratom, encourage people to use Kratom if they have a, if you think they could benefit from it, especially if they're struggling with addiction on some hardcore stuff, I would strongly encourage you. If you want, you can go to freeounceofkratom.com, freeounceofkratom.com, it's just $5 shipping and handling. If you have a loved one that struggles with alcoholism or dependency, you can put their address into the free ounce checkout and I'll send it to them. When we send it, we send a little page that has some instructions on how to take it. We send an email sequence, and you can bet that one of those emails is teaching them how to use it responsibly. So really, that's what we're all about here at My Brave Botanicals. All right, we've covered quite a lot of ground. Let me see if I can hit up some comments here before we let you go. What's the link to the online store again, Linda says? Linda, you know, I'd love to just drop you a direct link right now, but if I were to do that, this YouTube video would probably get banned. If you notice in the description of the YouTube video, I spelt Kratom kind of funny. I didn't even think I even tried to miss, I think I put it in once, like C-R-A-Y-T-U-M or something silly. Someone's like, this guy doesn't know how to spell Kratom. He must be drinking too much Kratom. Um, but the website's mybravebotanicals.com, mybravebotanicals.com. This is the website here. So you can come on here, you can check it out. We got a little educational stuff. This actually is a picture of, uh, an organ a rally that I helped to organize along with these two here. They played a big role in it. Uh, this was in the Capitol. This was back in 2016 when the government was trying to ban it. But uh, you go to mybravebotanicals.com, click here to order Kratom. And we have a wide variety of different types. Green Mangdaz, our most popular, Super Green Dragon, White Lightning, White Borneo, Red Relaxation. The, web the red varieties tend to help with pain, relaxation, sleep, the white varieties on the opposite end of the spectrum are a little more uplifting, energetic, help with focus. And finally, the green varieties, they're a little more versatile. In larger amounts, they're good for pain. Smaller amounts are good for stress and anxiety. They help to take the edge off, I like to say. We also sell CBD oil, CBD flour, and Delta 8 THC, which is absolutely phenomenal, especially these gummies here. These gummies will blow your mind. They are, this is Delta 8 THC, it's legal because it comes from the hemp plant, but it gets you high. And it's real subtle too. It's not like, oh man, I'm so freaking stoned. 
Although if you're a lightweight, you could get pretty stoned. In fact, I like to take a third of one. They're 20 milligrams, but it's not like Delta 9 THC. It's a little, a little more subtle. So that's the website, mybravebotanicals.com. You can also go to freeounceofkratom.com. That's freeounceofkratom.com. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. The Eerie Fairy says, Kratom is a miracle plant, plant, not pills. All about that, most definitely. Ronnie J says, I'm so angry. My employer is forcing me to take weekly COVID tests. The whole purpose of weekly tests is to inconvenience me and make me give into taking a jab. Well, Ronnie J, I would like to encourage you to head on over to livefree.academy, livefree.academy. And as you can see, one of our three focus areas is financial independence and entrepreneurship. If you were to join our membership, the entry level is $37 a month. We are going to be spending a significant amount of time focusing on how you can take control of your financial life, how you can take control over your employment, how you can work for yourself or how you can shift into a different career that is more uh, like minded. I strongly encourage you to check that out because that's really what it's all about. Live free now. We're working together to help people find more freedom in their lives. And if they have an employer who pays the bills, they feel dependent on this this job, but there's all sorts of circumstances where they're being compelled and coerced to do stuff. I want to encourage you to change your career path. And if you feel like that's going to be a struggle, there's all these hurdles, then focus on your mindset and try to break down those barriers. Because at the end of the day, it's really important that the way that we earn a living aligns with our values and our purpose. And if you have an employer that's compelling you, coercing you into taking this COVID test, it's pretty clear that doesn't align with your values. I want to let you know that you're powerful enough and you have the ability and capability to switch away from that career and potentially do something that you love to do. Uh, Sundog says, amazing. So glad Rebecca was able to stop that vicious cycle. The government does only awful things to people. I can't think of one thing where it did something that actually benefited anyone. Echo Cologne says, decolonized plant medicine. That's a great point, Echo. Uh, Echo works with me here at Brave Botanicals. Uh, you may hear her on the phone calls and, and, and responding to customer service issues and shipping out the Kratom, but uh, there's colonization that takes place when we have these, these indigenous plant remedies and these plants that have been used for hundreds, if not thousands of years to benefit human beings. And then all of a sudden, these Western governments come in with their big pharmaceutical corporations, and they think they can just trounce upon everyone's sovereign right to connect with that which earth provides us in abundance. It's disgusting and it's got to stop. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's uh, go ahead and wrap up. Again, today we have been talking about the World Health Organization and the United Nations effort to potentially ban Kratom. The FDA is most definitely in cahoots with them. You can go to protectkratom.org slash WHO comments. That's protectkratom.org slash WHO comments to learn more and to learn how you can push back. We're encouraging you to submit comments to the FDA, to the World Health Organization. Let them know how Kratom has benefited you. If you don't take Kratom, let them know that you stand for health freedom. If you want to learn all the nitty gritty details, you can go here to the Federal Register link. That's linked there at protectkratom.org slash WHO comments. Uh, subscribe to the podcast, livefreenow.show. I don't know if YouTube's going to use their little speech to text technology, which was actually developed by DARPA, the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency, part of the Department of Defense, where they develop all these crazy technologies. That's where they develop the speech to text capabilities. Um, so hopefully they don't see that this guy mentioned Kratom about 
80 times in this video and pull it anyway. But if they do pull it, I strongly encourage you to follow us through our podcast. Also go to livefreenow.show and subscribe to our email newsletter and go over to odyssey.com. You go to odyssey.com. That's the library blockchain censor proof. And you can search live free now with John Bush and you'll find our Odyssey channel there. And then finally, Live Free Academy. Um, I have managed to find a great deal of freedom in my life, a great deal of financial success and abundance. And I would like to teach you what I have learned so you can find more freedom in your life. Uh, you can go to livefree.academy. Consider taking part in our membership program where we can intimately work together so you can live a life that aligns with your values and your purpose. Again, this is the Live Free Now show, bringing you the news, views, tips, and tools you can use to live a free, prosperous, and healthy life. If you'd like to try Kratom for free, you can go to freeounceofkratom.com or mybravebotanicals.com. Peace and freedom. I'm out. Thanks. <music>